Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. For more information, please call 234-803-481-0869 or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org. The specific role of the Holy Spirit. That's the three specific role of the Holy Spirit. We still have in the text from John 16, 7. But we're going to be dealing specifically again with verse 11 today. So John 16, verse 7. Verse 7. Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And I'm saying what we're dealing with today is verse 11, which we started the other week. It said, the Holy Spirit will judge the world, or first of all, convince the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Then of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. Amen. Hallelujah. And last week I did mention to you when Jesus was saying in John chapter 12, verse 21, 31, specifically that now is the judgment of this world, now shall the prince of this world be cast out. I, I try to explain to us that the casting out of the prince of the world is already connected so his death because what he was discussing in John 12 was his death hallelujah amen so we find that uh, the death of Jesus is what actually cast out the devil from his throne and also we try to establish the fact from scriptures that the basic place where the throne of the devil is is the heart of man Amen Is the heart of man And so when it's cast out What finally happens is God's throne is established In man's heart as well So in, in, in Matthew 12 28 The scripture made us to understand Jesus speaking said If he cast out devils with the spirit of God Then the kingdom of God is come unto you And then we ought to know that the scripture says The kingdom is within you which is basically in your heart. Hallelujah. Okay, so this evening I want to deal with one specific subject. I mean, uh, scripture, which is Hebrew 2 and verse 14. I want to analyze this scripture in relation to the death of Christ and how it connects to the casting out of devil. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 12. I mean verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. The book of Hebrews. And uh, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, talking about Christ now, himself likewise took part of the same, that through that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So you find that the destruction of the devil is directly connected to the death of Jesus. Are you getting that? Amen? Okay. I want you to know this, and then uh, we'll go again to First John chapter 3, verse 8. Verse 8. First John chapter 3, verse 8. I'd like us to read that again before I say this. Let's read all of these scriptures. First John chapter 3, verse number 8. It says, He that condemneth commit the sins of the devil, Verse 8, I said. First John 3, verse 8, not 18 or whatever. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy. I want you to note the emphasis, the works of the devil. In Hebrews 2, 14, and he might destroy him that have the power of death. Yeah, that he might destroy the works of the devil. I want you to catch that. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Now, 
That's a scripture I also want to read so that we bring these things together. Uh, perhaps I can begin to share this with you first of all. But you see, we have also found that people say the devil, um, how do I put it now? It's a killer, it's a destroyer. No, how many of you have read or heard people say, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you may have a heavy more abundantly. Have you read that? John 10. Have you read that? Okay. Have you had interpretation about that? Normally, it is said that that has to do with the devil, but absolutely nothing to do with the devil. Nothing to do with the devil. The thief that comes to steal is the religious system. Jesus was actually addressing the Pharisees. Nothing to do with the devil. Now, see, see what he said. All that came before me, they are thieves and they are robbers. Is that not what he said? All that came before me. That's what he was trying to say. So when he said the thief coming about to see to kill and destroy, but he said, the thief, he that entered not through the door is a thief and a robber. He that entered not the door to the sheepfold is a thief and a robber. So what he's trying to say is anybody that does not go through him, to the sheep because the sheep are his are you getting that so if you are ministering to the flock without Christ or passing through Christ you are a thief and a robber that's what he's saying those who rejected him and yet they want to minister to the people of God they are thieves and robbers he's not talking about the devil now, I'm saying it because there is something I want to say here destroy him that have the power of death it's like saying the devil had power of death. But I want to make you understand, no. The death or the power of death or the power that he has is a delegated power. And I'll make you see that from scriptures. And I want to read one scripture on this point, which is Deuteronomy chapter 39, verse 32, verse 39. Let's look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 39. I want us to read something there. Deuteronomy 32, 39. See now that I, even I, I am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make a life. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any other that can deliver out of my hand. I want you to catch that. No God is. No other power has power to kill. Only God can. That's what the Bible says. So the devil does not have the power of death. That's what I want to make you see. And I'm going to prove it to you. Go to message translation, the same passage. Deuteronomy 32 verse 29. I mean 39. He said, do you see it now? Do you see that I am the one? Do you see that there is no other God beside me? I bring death and I give life. I wound and I heal. There is no getting away from or around me. That's God talking. I bring death and I give life. That's what he's saying. No other God can. So the devil can't. And that may be very confusing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. Now I want to make you see something. Listen to this. If. Okay. Have you heard about firing squad before? Or the hangman. Military regime, they have firing squad for criminals. Am I right? That the hangman is the man that hangs the people with a nose on their neck in the gallow. Am I right? Good. Now, does the hangman have power to kill? Or the judge will first sentence the person before the hangman kills him? Who has the power to kill? Is the judge, not the hangman. It is the man that has been sentenced by the judge through the law that the hangman can kill. Is that making sense? If the judge is not sentenced anybody to death, the hangman has no power to hang the man. So, the hangman does not have power. The power rests on who? On the judge. 
What am I trying to say? The devil can't kill you except God permits him. So the devil has no power of death. So now, what Jesus destroyed is he removed. Oh, come on. Let me not jump the gun. Follow me. <laughs> but does that make sense to you now? Because God said, there is no God beside me. I kill and I make a life. Nobody else can. The devil can. I make you see that later. That's why you find that Job had to take permission first. I mean, the devil had to take permission first from God. He can't kill Job. That's all your fears about death. The devil killing you must disappear. If you are true with me tonight. If God is not going to kill you, the devil can't kill you. Because the devil is only a hangman. <laughs> God said, no God beside me. None. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So God is the only Lord given. He's the only one that can kill. The devil has no power. Meaning his power is limited by God himself. It's only those that he, the Lord has approved to be executed that the devil can do what? Can execute. I want you to get that right. So the devil power is not supreme but that of a pseudo type. Now, you see, let me give you a scripture. Isaiah 54, verse 15. Isaiah 54, verse 15. Praise God. 54, 15. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Next verse. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and I bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created a waster to do what? Who did? I want you to catch this. I have created. You know, that's why people say sometimes, devil was an angel and he fell and all of that. Those are stories. It's not scripture. It's not scripture. I have created. Okay. Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at the scripture there. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Genesis 3 verse 1. Now, the serpent. Who is the serpent? The devil, Satan, dragon, if you will. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God has what? Made. The devil didn't make himself. Is it in the Bible? The devil never created himself. Never. And God is telling in Isaiah 54, I created the waste to destroy. By implication, when I want to destroy a person, I allow the waster to do the job. He's my executioner. Praise the Lord. You following it? That's why when you go to Isaiah 54, 17 again, you'll be able to see why the next verse is saying what he's saying. Isaiah 54, 17, we now say, No weapon. After saying, I created a wastra. No weapon that is formed against you that do what? Shall prosper. Who is forming this weapon? In verse 15, 16, he said, I created the smith that bled coals on the fire to fashion out his own works. But none of those works that the devil is fashioning will prosper if I don't allow him to use the works. So when he said, no weapon is connected to what? To verse 16. Go to verse 16 again. Behold, I have created a smith that bloweth the coals and the fire. You know what goldsmith looks like? The blacksmith to fashion up instruments, fashion up arrows, fashion up sword, you know, machete, whatever, and the anvil. I created him to fashion all of these things and to bring forth an instrument for his work. He got job to do. He said, I've created a waster to do what? To destroy. Now the one that the waster is going to destroy is the one that he, God, has condemned. Sentence must be passed on someone before the waster can walk. Are you getting this? 
So when you go to verse 17, he now begins to tell you, no weapon formed from this very verse can do what? Can prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you, that shall condemn. Say this is the heritage of servants of the Lord and the righteousness of me. Hallelujah. So let's look at the example of what I'm saying in Job chapter 1 verse number 6. Job 1 verse number 6. We just read down very quickly to maybe verse uh, 12. Very fast, very fast. You remember we're dealing with the issue of destroy him to have the power of death. That's what I want to take out. So people have misrepresented a sentence to imagine that the devil has power to kill people. The devil doesn't. Hallelujah. We have all manner of things that goes on, especially because of our culture, our mentality, our thought pattern, our orientation. So anything that happened, oh, the devil have done it. Oh, the devil is doing that. Oh, the devil is doing that. Well, the devil can only do that for those who are condemned. But there remains no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So there is no condemnation on you. The devil can kill you. Because the devil can only kill those who have been sentenced. Does it make sense? <laughs> you see, we, we can't be callous in certain things. And when things happen, we end up thinking it's the devil. No. Not at all. If you're drinking drunk, you have an accident, have nothing to do with the devil. You kill yourself. Leave the devil alone. Hallelujah. I mean, you, you, you know what happens on Christmas Eve or whatever Eve and all of the Eve. Huh? And they get drunk and then they'll be driving home and sometimes they're on speed. The next thing you see them crash the cars and all of that. Oh, the devil. The devil was not there. You got drunk. Take responsibility for your foolishness and leave the devil alone. Because the devil can't kill you except God sentence you. Look at this. There was a man from God whose name was John. What's that? I said Job. Job. J-O-B. Not John. You know the book of Job? It's not in your computer. Then I read my here. Praise the Lord. Job chapter, what was it I say? Chapter 1, verse number 6. Okay. Have you found it in your system? Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. Maybe you want to share fellowship, I don't know. Verse 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Can you imagine this kind of conversation? Does this man look like an enemy? The man is in the midst of the people. And his asked him, Where are you coming from? Huh? Remember, I created a waster. I created him that formed the instrument for his works. Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. And from walking up and down in it. And that's why I always tell people, you better take care and mind how you move. Because when you are supposed to be at home, you are just moving about. You can collide with him. Because he's always moving left and right. Stay at home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mind how you move. Because sometimes your movement is what that brings you to collide with this man on the road. Look at verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Next verse. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Though Job feared God for nothing. In other words, Does Job fear God for nothing? By implication, the fear of God that Job had provide protection. Are you there with me? Verse, verse 10. 
has not there made an edge about him? Can you see that? And about his house and about all that he had on every side that has blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. You protect him, you protect his house, you protect his property. He doesn't serve you for nothing. He's not afraid to worship you for nothing. He serves you sincerely and you've made provision for such people that worships you in that dimension. You protect his home, protect his business, protect his own life. That's the confession of the devil. Next verse. But put forth the hand now and touch him. I mean, touch all that he had. And he will cause thee what? To thy face. Praise the Lord. Let's look at verse 12 and then we can move on. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Now you can you get that? He just gave him the authority to do what he did. Only upon himself, put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He limited him as to what he can touch in this first part. Are you following that? And he did this. Job did not cause God. The discussion came up again and he said, okay, you can touch the other side of him. So this, the power of Satan is limited. It's limited to what God allows him to do. So they shout about the devil is dead, the devil is doing that. Man, I just don't know. These guys are reading scriptures. I don't know. Because you, you see, you, you make me feel sometimes that Jesus did nothing. That the death of Jesus did nothing. If you can be a Christian and the devil is still killing you, then for me you are not a believer. Because all of his power and authority are limited and they have been taken away by God when he went to the cross. He said he came to destroy him that have the power of death. And that power was a delegated power. Christ destroyed him that has the power of executing those that have been condemned. He didn't destroy his being, but he destroyed him of, it disarmed him of his power. I want you to listen closely to this. An authority of the children of God that is in the righteousness. Now listen to what I'm saying. Jesus did not destroy the devil as a being. He destroyed his power. That is why we're going to read that. Peter will say, look at 1 Peter 5 verse 8. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Jesus destroyed his power, but did not destroy the being. Be sober. Be vigilant. Are you there with me? Because your adversary, the devil, as a rolling lion, walketh about seeking whom he may do what? He may devour. That means he's still walking about. But he has no power. You follow me? He's still walking about, but he has no power. So, his power has been destroyed, but the being is still alive. Is it making sense to you? The Bible is saying Jesus came to destroy him that has the power of death. So I'm trying to explain to you that the hangman is like saying this. Whatever will have been responsible for the hangman to execute anybody in the gallows have been taken away. If I want to follow it, it's this way. You commit a crime, the judge sentences you. Are you there with me? The hangman does what? Execute you. That's the point. So the hangman is the devil. The judge is God. The sentence is through the law. The offense is sin. Are you there with me now? Now, you watch this. So now Jesus came, died, rose again. And through the cross, we're going to read that, it disarmed the devil. What does that mean? He took away the power of the law that will sentence you that you are a sinner and makes you a righteous man. So
So now because you are righteous, you can no longer be sentenced. And because you are not sentenced, the devil cannot hang you as a hangman. So the power of death was taken away from the hangman. That's what Jesus did. Are you with me? Now, in this passage, the devil is acting like a lion, but he's not. Look at it. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as. You must understand that. As a roaring lion. But he's not a lion. He's acting like a lion. There is only one lion in the Bible. The lion of the tribal Judah. And that's Jesus Christ. Are you there with me? But he's acting like a lion. For those who don't know how limited he is, they think he's a lion. And the church preached him more into the office of a lion than anything else. He's just acting like, he's behaving like, but he's not. So by implication, the devil is a pretender. He's pretending to have power that doesn't have. That's the point. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I want you to follow this. Because don't forget what we're dealing with. Hebrews 2.14 He came to destroy he that has the power of death. The power of death doesn't mean he has the power to kill. Because in Deuteronomy 32, 39, scripture is abundantly clear. There is no other God beside me. I kill and I make a life. The devil can't kill. The devil can only execute the one that God has sentenced. And that, of course, is through the law. So the devil has no power. You have to believe this. You have to know this. Hallelujah. Look at Colossians 2, verse 13. Let's go to Colossians 2.13. Don't know if I'll be able to finish with this. Colossians 2 verse 13. And you have been dead in your sins and on circumcision of your flesh had it quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. How many trespasses? How many? If it is all, then it is all. Not some, not a few, not many. Glory to God. Verse 14. Look at that. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it toward his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them. Let's take it from the message. Colossians 2.13. I want you to catch this. When you were stuck in your old sin, dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. Can I hear an amen? Not some. All. Now you have to catch something here. It is only by the virtue of the power of sin in your life that the devil can function. Jesus said, the prince of the world cometh, but he shall find nothing in me. All sins forgiven simply means the devil cannot have anything to do with you. Because the only power by which he works is what? Is sin. Now understand this. In Genesis 3, the cause that was placed on the woman was that the desire to be unto your husband or whatever out of uh, labor, you're going to bring forth for Adam, you're going to, you know. And then the devil was saying, Dust shall be your food. How many of you understand that? The cause for the devil was that you eat dust. Now, the psalmist writes in the book of Psalms, said, Oh Lord, remember that we are dust. Is that okay? Good. But for Peter speaking, said, By divine understanding, you come to receive the divine knowledge and you put on divine nature. So if you put on divine nature, you no longer have dust. And if you don't have dust, the devil can't eat gold. Because the nature you have now is the nature of God. And the nature of God is gold. Now the cause was the devil should eat dust and not gold. Now if you are putting on gold, it means the devil can't eat you. Are you following me? Okay. Colossians. 
The slate wiped clean that all rests, I mean, all arrest warrants cancelled and nailed to Christ's cross. The old arrest warrants. Criminals are the people that are, you know, supposed to be arrested and all of that and sentenced. You get what I'm saying here? Okay, look at verse 15. And it says, He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority, sham authority at the cross, and marched them naked throughout the streets. Glory to God. Did you see that? Marched them naked through the streets. They don't have power. They don't just have anything called power. The devil don't have any power to arrest you, to intimidate you. And all the authority they have is a sham one. And of course, like I mentioned earlier on, they can only execute what God asked them to execute. We saw all that from the life of Job. So for you to continuously be intimidated that there's any, any being called the devil that is coming after you, it's a religious, I don't know how to put it. You're just trying to say Christ never did what he did. But I'm saying the cross of Jesus canceled everything that the devil was supposed to do in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to show you a typical example again in relation to this. When he talks about spiritual tyrants, it's not just only the devil. Even the angels were also part of it. I'll give you a story on that. John chapter 5, King James. Let's read very quickly from verse 1. You know the story of the man of the pool. John chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 2. Hallelujah. Now, there is a Jerusalem by the ship mark, a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. Verse 3. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind halt, waited, waiting for the moving of the water. The next verse says... For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first entered the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease he had. Hallelujah. What's the next thing? And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Okay. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Without be made whole. The important man answered inside, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another step down before me. May God give you strength. <laughs> Glory to God. What's the next thing? Verse 9. Verse 9 says, And immediately the man, oh no, no, that's verse 8 now. Am I right? Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy belt, and walk. Now verse 9, and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was what? Well, the Sabbath. Now I want to give you a story here. What do you think is happening in this place? First of all, let's get down to, I don't want to go into the Hebrew uh, belief to a large degree, but let me give you something here. In Hebrews, I mean Acts chapter 7 verse 52. Look at Acts 7 verse 52. But the Hebrews believed the Hebrew Christian or the Hebrew believers or the Jewish people, they believe this. Written in this place says, Which of the prophets have not your fathers, that's Acts 5.52, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain that which showed, showed before of the coming of the just one of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. Verse 53. Who have received the law. Look at this. By the disposition of angels and have not kept it. The disposition of angels. Okay, go to Hebrews chapter 2. Look at verse 2 for me. Let me just take this so that I can explain together. Hebrews 2 verse 2. For if the world spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of what? Of reward. How much more shall we escape? This great salvation. Go to verse 3. Now the point I'm, I'm raising here is this. The law was given by angels. That's a belief. To Moses. 
Is that alright? The law was given by angels to Moses. That's what the scripture says. So the law was being administered by angels. Are you there with me? Good. Meaning, the office of the angels was responsible right now in that pool for healing to take place. Are you following it now? Remember Colossians 2 says, He destroyed principalities and powers. So, it's not just devils, but it's not talking about the powers that have to do with angels also, that had authority over the people through the law. Are you following this now? So Jesus went in there. What do you think happened? He simply went in there to prove one thing. That the authority that the law, I mean the angels had over the law, in subjecting the people to perpetual, if I may use the word, sickness and healing until the move is over. He went to disarm the authority of the angels in that pool. That's the first thing. Are you following me? Now I'm going to make you see that. But if you realize, okay, let me just, <laughs> let me just read on here. Now, I want you to catch this because it's very important to us. Remember, I'm dealing with the father. He came to destroy. He had the power of what? Of death. His death destroyed all of those powers that whatever you call angel are supposed to have over people. His death took that power from them. So when he came to that pool, it's like saying, angels will no longer officiate to keep people bound here. In other words, until angels stirs the water, the healing cannot take place. Are you getting that? So it's like saying, he came to put a stop to that. That right from that day, you don't need to wait for angels. You got to believe in Jesus or you got your healing. Are you there with me? The number two reason he went there is to fulfill scriptures. You know, I try to take my time to study when I'm going through all of these things. Yesterday I was, I was reading something which I'm thinking we may probably look at. But it's so dangerous a thing if we really have to teach it because it could provoke a lot of, hey, what is this man saying again? But if you understand what the word ransom means, you see, he came to give him life as a ransom. Then that's a whole story that we don't need to look into now. But let me show you something, book of Zacharias. Second reason Jesus went to the pool. Zacharias chapter 13 verse 1. He went there to fulfill scriptures. Remember, in that pool, the word said an angel, which is singular. You notice that? An angel stirs the water, which is singular. Alright? Zechariah 13 verse 1. In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for what? Uncleanness. A fountain open to them. In other words, their sin and uncleanness are going to be washed away. So he went there to make declaration and saying, whatever thing that must have kept you bound, you're forgiven. Because now I made around. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? For sin of uncleanness. In other words, for the removal of the guilt of sin and for the purification of the soul from the uncleanness of the pollution of sin. Unto which all the disease may come. And find health and life eternal. Everyone begin to find health when your sicknesses and your diseases have been cured and made whole. Now, I want to make you see something here. Look at Luke chapter 7 verse 21. Remember at the pool, where all manner of people. Withered, lame, and on and on. So, Luke chapter 7 verse 21 Okay, um, maybe we'll take it from <clears throat> 21. Now the Bible says, in that same hour, he cured many of the infirmities and plagues and of evil spirit and unto many that were blind, he gave sight. 
Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go ye. Am I correct? Are we on the same page? Right. You know, disciples of John came to Jesus. Jesus, John sent them to say, Go find out if he's the Messiah. Is that okay? And then he did all of this. Then, verse 22 said, Then Jesus answered and said unto them, the disciples of John, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. How that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor, the gospel is what? Is preached. What is he trying to say? Is John is kind of confused if he's a Messiah. And the Messiah they were expecting, this is the proof that this person is going to be the Messiah. So when he came to say, are you the one? You just go find out if he's the Messiah we're looking for. By implication. If he's truly the Messiah, one thing I expect is he should be able to get me out of prison. Because this time he was already in prison. Is that okay? After all, I made a declaration. After all, I said so many things about him. Good things about him. I am, you know, the bridesmaid, whatever. So, if he's the one, you should be able to get me out of this prison. Go find out if he's the one. And then he now said, okay, you go tell him what you see. The blind see, lame walk, and all of that. In other words, the credential of the Messiah is already with me. The proof of my Messiahship is what you are seeing. So now the question is, what happened at the pool? The pool are the place where you have all manner of sick folks. The blind, the sick, the weak. Are you getting that? Jesus went there and what did he do? He healed them all. In other words, you can no longer, I'm trying to emphasize, you can no longer wait for angels to do what you are supposed to do now. You can walk if you believe in me. I am that kind of artist where the angel that you were waiting for. You can't stay in this pool anymore. So two reasons why he went to the pool. One is to disapprove the mind of people, disabuse their mind from waiting for an angel that continues to come and stir the water. In other words, their power has been taken away. The number two, I represent the angel similarly that says the water for the healing of the people. Healing is upon me. I carry the healing. I deliver the healing. You don't wait for any other person. So what are we trying to say? He disarmed all principalities and what? And powers. He took power from the devil. He took it from the angels. All the authority he collected from them. That's what he did on the cross. Amen? So we find that in the pool, we see two things happening. Jesus disarming the angels and then himself manifesting to fulfill the prophecy of, of Zechariah 13 verse 1. That then is the disarming of the principalities and powers of the destruction of him that have the power of death. And that is what? The devil. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? No. Now I want you to understand that Christ did it by his death. He did all of this through his death. That is by his own dying. He died. And in dying, he destroyed the power of death. So he took death to destroy death. Hallelujah. He died so that death may die. Glory to God. That's why in the book of Revelation he said, I have the key of hell. Remember that? Praise the Lord. So I just want you to understand this. I, I don't know what the time is now. Time is almost gone. Wow. So again we'll find that it was upon the cross... His power principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. Christ by dying conquered death. Now, not this one. That Jesus Christ by dying has freed all his children or brethren from their severe or evil or tormenting situation and especially the fear of death. Let's go back again to Hebrew chapter 2 verse 14. It took away the true reason for that. Look at it. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through that he might destroy him that had the power of what? Of death. Praise the Lord. Now let me show you the major source of death. First Corinthians 15 verse 55. First Corinthians 15 verse 55. So, 
Look at that. Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? Go to verse 56. The sting of death is what? Is sin. And the strength of sin is what? The law. Can you see that? Can you see that? Verse 57. 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Over what? Over death. Can you see that? So, the major thing he did was, he took away the power of the law. That was the instrument with which death was working. So when he said destroy death, go back again to Hebrew chapter 2 verse 14. When he said destroy death, what he really means literally is he rendered it powerless, deprived of all power to hurt his people. Hallelujah. So here again we'll find out the Bible says destroy him that had the power of death, that's the devil. Go to verse 15. Verse 15. And deliver them. I would like to end up tonight in this place. And deliver them who through fear of what? Of death. Were all their lifetime subject to what? To bondage. Through fear of death. And that is, that's the greatest, the, one, one of the greatest problems within the body of Christ. Believers. Fear of death. All the time. Little thing I'm about to die. I got an SMS a few days ago from somebody. He said, oh pastor, you need to pray for me. Just join me in prayers. They are after me. I said, who are they? Who are the people that are after you? Another one said an SMS. Pastor, join me in prayers. I just pray that this year I'll be able to pass through. What kind of confession is that? Fear of death. All the time. But the Bible says God destroy him that had the power of death. That you might be delivered from that spirit. So fear of death is of his what? It's a spirit. And one of the reasons why this spirit is functioning so strongly in the midst of people is lack of knowledge. They have no knowledge of what Jesus has done. Remember what we are dealing with? The prince of this world is what? Is judged through the Holy Spirit. That's what we are dealing with. John 16 and verse, uh, verse 11. The prince of this world is judge. What is that supposed to mean? His power is being taken away and is taken away already. So we are completely free people. We can by any means and for any reason continuously live under the spirit and the bondage of fear. That the devil wants to kill you. Can I announce to you tonight? The devil doesn't have the power to kill you. It had been taken away from him right from when Jesus went to the cross. It disarmed him, disarmed all principalities. No angel has right in any way to condemn you. Neither must you wait for angel to receive what they are supposed to receive. As a matter of fact, you only need to deal with one thing in your life and that is believe. Because to them that believe all things are possible. You can receive whatever thing you want, whatever thing you want from God by simply believing. You don't need anything to get it done. Praise the living God. At the end of the day, instead of the angel but the one to determine how your life will be, you are the one to tell them what to do. And the Bible tells of 1 Corinthians 6. Can we read that and I will close tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Pick up from here next week. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1. Then you of you Having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. In other words, can't you come to the house of God to settle your dispute? Why go to court? And both of you are Christians. Verse 2. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by ye, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Verse 3. Know ye not that ye shall judge what? Angels. How much more things that pertain to what? To this life. Can you picture this? You are no longer under the influence of angel to determine your future. You are to determine 
Because the things you know, they don't know. They have no understanding about redemption. They have no clue about what Jesus is doing for you to become a saint. The angels doesn't know. I can prove that to you from scriptures. But the time is not there for tonight. Are you there with me? Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? Your redemption is a mystery to them. It's a mystery hidden from even the angels. That is why you being a saint, you can judge angels. And Hebrews made us to understand that there are ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto those who shall be heirs of all of salvation. So they are no longer in position like we find in the book of Acts chapter 7, 52-53, that they are handling the law and using the law as a weapon to determine your sinful nature so that the devil can become the hangman to kill you on the gallows. All of those powers have been taken away when Jesus went to the cross. Everything came back to the cross. Now watch this. Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. Are you there with me? In Deuteronomy 32-39, there is no other God beside me. I kill and I make alive. So the devil can't kill. It's God that kills. And if God wants to kill because he's too holy, he sent the devil to do the job. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? Come on. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? No other God beside me. So the devil is not even God. Hallelujah. And we've just read tonight, the devil did not create himself. It was created by God. He has a reason for creating him. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you have a mad dog in your house. It's your dog. You can tell the dog what to do. Am I right? Sometimes your children are very small and they're getting irritated, doing things that you don't like. You can tell, puppy, 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 and then the children begin to shout and all of that. Use the dog to cool them down. God use the devil to cool you down. Praise the Lord. He doesn't have any power. He can't bite. He's a toothless bulldog. He can't bite. So let back in. Let your fear be insured in Jesus. The devil can't kill you. You can only destroy yourself by living callously. By not doing what you're supposed to do. Praise the living God. But I've come to establish one fact tonight. That through the cross, Jesus disarmed all principalities and powers. Including the angels that have authority to administer the law. So the pool of Bethesda have been turned over unto who? Unto Jesus Christ. He came to establish that. And to ensure that you are healed. That is why we must live in divine health. We must be healed. Because that is part of what he came to minister. That there will be a pool, a fountain. That fountain that flows in the house of David. To those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That we can come completely free. Be healed of all sicknesses and diseases. Lameness. And to be able to walk. Jesus came to do all of that. No devil can hold you. No sickness can keep you bound. Listen, if you go to the scriptures, you always see. Remember the woman that was at, in the temple Jesus met. And the Bible made us understand he had been there for 16 years or whatever. Right? And was stooping. Remember the statement he made? How much like this daughter of Abraham. Are you getting what I'm talking about? How did she become a daughter of Abraham? One thing, she believed Jesus can heal her. The faith she had in Jesus is what made her daughter of who? Of Abraham, because Abraham had faith in Christ as it were. Praise the living God. So, if you truly have to come to the place of receiving anything from God, it's not that source, but then what? Faith. Don't wait for anything. And I tell you again, the devil have no power to destroy your life. I'll see you next week.